this decade has had some its, its ups and downs, but there's a list that I'm proud of. And I hope that you throw confetti for each other and hoot and holler and that you remind each other, like, you didn't put on that list when you did X, Y, and Z. Remind each other of the amazingness that you have accomplished and the amazingness that you are. <laughs> This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 309. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, Ask Kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. I have a solo episode for you today. I'm really pumped about it. And before I get into that, I wanted to let you know that I'm doing something I haven't done for a long time. I can't even remember the last time that I did this, but I am doing a Black Friday sale. So starting on Friday, November 29th, for three days only, I am bringing back a program that I have, a self-paced digital program called Kicker Gremlin's Ass. And I only let, it's actually a bonus now for people who sign up for my private VIP coaching. It's not even for sale on my site anymore. When it was for sale, it was $297 and I'm going to put it on sale for $197. So for under $200, you can get all of the tools and strategies I know for managing your inner critic. Negative self-talk is one of those pervasive things that we all struggle with and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we can't silence it. We can't completely eradicate it, wah, wah, but we can manage it. We can learn to work with it, and that's what this program is all about. So if you struggle with comparison, feeling like you're not good enough, feeling like you don't start things because of perfectionism, I want you to check it out. So if you already get my emails, if you get the emails that tell you about these podcast episodes, etc., then no problem. You'll get the email on Friday telling you that it is on the Black Friday sale. If you don't, you can simply text the word kick ass, make it all one word, to 444 999 That'll get you signed up. Or you can simply go to yourkickasslife.com slash black hyphen Friday on the 29th, and you'll see it there. All right. So I am super pumped for this episode because I am feeling really excited about the new year and this year coming to an end. And if you follow the podcast for any length of time, you might know that I typically don't get this excited for New Year's stuff for a couple of reasons. A number one, we moved to a really cold climate, and it's North Carolina. It's not like I'm living in Antarctica or even Canada or other places of the, <laughs> of the US where it gets really cold, but it does get pretty chilly in January and I'm just not really motivated to tackle my goals and things like that. And also, you're probably a lot like me where you consistently work on yourself and I just also don't want to be super pushy like okay, it's January everybody, we got to get our shit together <laughs> and get our goals on. But for some reason, it is probably because we are not just coming to the end of a year, we are coming to the end of a decade. And it feels like a big deal. And maybe personally, it feels like an even bigger deal because in 2010 is when I officially launched 
this baby your kick-ass life. And a lot can happen in 10 years, right? I was in a very different place. So if you, if I'm looking at November 2009, where were you in November 2009? I know a lot of y'all are youngins. And so you were maybe like 20, <laughs> still in college or trying to find your way. It's my opinion that our 20s are really made for making a lot of mistakes so we can learn about them and, and make some changes. But me, November 2009, I had a two-year-old and a newborn. I was finishing up my coach training certification and was in the planning stages of launching Your Kick-Ass Life into the universe. And at that time, writing books seemed like a far away dream. It wasn't even on my vision board. I had so many plates spinning and was dropping a lot of them. And I remember this one time, I we were living in our condo <laughs> in Oceanside, California. I had the baby and a toddler, and my they were both crying. My son was crying, the toddler, and my daughter, an infant, was crying. And then I started crying because <laughs> it was so hard. I was so tired, and I felt the pull of wanting to do this thing, and I really assumed, before I had children, I assumed that motherhood was going to be extraordinarily fulfilling and totally fulfilling. It was going to fulfill me. It was going to be the greatest job I ever had. I don't know if I had any assumptions on how easy it would be, but I really thought that that was going to be my calling and that was going to be enough for me. And I was also really struggling because it didn't feel like it was and the guilt and the shame around that and really feeling pulled to do something in addition to that and put my work out into the world and write. I wanted to write. I wanted to be on my blog all the time. At that time, I, I had a blog and it was under a different URL. It was liveyouridealife.com. Isn't that very life coachy? And just sweet, a sweet sentiment. It's not at all like really who I am and my brand, <laughs> hence the change to your kick-ass life. But it was a struggle. It was a huge, huge struggle. And as I look back on the last 10 years, it's clear that a lot can happen in a decade, right? Yes, I've had a lot of success and I'm incredibly grateful for that. But to be honest, the thing that I am the most grateful for, the thing I am the most proud of is the internal growth I've done. Of course, I'm very proud of raising my children and and working on my marriage and, and all of these things that are more personal. But in terms of like just overall, like the thing that has been really hard and the thing that I actually could have turned my back on, I could have just sort of tried to go around, you know, I could have kept drinking and ignored all of the feelings and trauma and things that I really needed to deal with. It was the internal growth, the personal growth that I have done over the last decade, the mental and emotional stuff I've intentionally moved through. I really don't believe I could have had all of the success, like writing and publishing books and the business growth without doing my own work. In a few weeks, I'm going to have a woman on named Jessica Graham. She's been the most recent person that I've hired to help me 
maneuver through some things. So wait till you hear what we're going to talk about. <laughs> I'm still a little apprehensive about, I'm not apprehensive about having her, her on. I, I love her work. Um, but about talking about some of the things that I'm going to talk about, uh, about me personally and, and what I've moved through. But let's talk about you. I see you. I see you, the woman who listens loyally every week to this podcast, or even the woman who listens when she can. I know some of you listen when you're in the shower, which makes me so happy, while you are working out, while you're in the car, while you're walking your dog. And you probably either listen to, you know, probably listen to other personal development podcasts as well. The woman who goes to therapy, maybe you go to trauma therapy, even though it's been a great week and you really don't want to go. Do you ever have those weeks where you kind of know you're going to probably talk about something hard in therapy, but you've had a decent week and you're in a good mood and you're like, oh, it's Thursday. I have to go see my therapist and I don't want to, but you go anyway because you know that it is for the greater good of you. It's a gift to you. I see you, the woman who has had that hard conversation with her partner, even though she's afraid to do it. I see the woman who is taking a closer look at her drinking or who's decided to get sober or who's decided to stay sober. Maybe you just did it as an experiment and you're like, you know what? My life is a whole lot better without alcohol in it. And you just decided that that's what you're going to do. And every single one of you that keeps just putting one foot in front of the other. Maybe you have struggled with your health this year or you have struggled with infertility. We see you. We see all of you. The woman who has lost a parent or a friend or watched a friend go through a terrible illness or the woman who has lost her beloved pet. We see you. And no matter what you're going through, no matter what your year has looked like, no matter what your decade has looked like, I know if you are listening to this, you are on your way. You're still on your journey to your best life. So this is the last month of the decade. It's not just the last month of the year. It's the last month of the decade. Let's take a look back on it. What I have done for you is created a handy dandy pretty worksheet that's more of a journaling prompt thing for you to have. I know there are so many of you, so many of you that love this stuff and I want you to go print it out yourkickasslife.com/309 there is a yellow button on the page where you can grab the PDF and I know, I know, some of you are like, journaling. <laughs> Look at it as it's not free writing. I am going to give you a bunch of prompts for you to write about. The thing about journaling is so much can come out of that that we didn't realize was going on. I know for me, just writing in general is how I make sense of things and how I remember things that I forgot. And a 10 years is a long time. A lot happens in that time frame. So I really want you to take your time with this. Carve out some time, whether it is later on today or this weekend or whenever. If you don't feel like working at your desk, you know, I don't know. <laughs> 
take some time to really go through this. I'm going to whip through these just in this podcast episode, but the worksheet is over there for you, yourkickasslife.com slash 309er, and you can grab the PDF. The first thing I want to know is where were you in 2010? Let's start there. What were your goals? Do you remember? Did you have any goals? Maybe you didn't. That's okay too. What was your mindset? Did you have any blocks that you look back on and you were like, oh my gosh, that was the story I was making up? Were you coming out of a difficult breakup? Were you in a relationship that maybe you didn't know was not the right person for you? And it's totally in retrospect. But what were your goals? What was your mindset? What were you working on? Were you working on your career? Were you working on yourself? Maybe you weren't doing that yet. Take a few minutes to think back and just write freely on that. And then I want to know, what were the big things that happened from 2010 until now? These are the painful things, the joyful things, the things that shaped you or maybe changed you. Like when I look back at the last decade, holy crap, like just ticking off the top of my head, I started a business. That was 2010. I got sober not long after that. In early 2011, I relapsed right later that year, which really got my, you know, (laughs) I got, got my shit together after that in terms of my recovery. 100% went full blast into my own recovery. The following year, I wrote a book. The year after that, in 2013, that book was published. In 2014, I went to um, meet Brene Brown and get certified in her work. That was a really big deal. 2015, I started writing another book. 2016, my dad died. And that was the election, which kicked a lot of our asses in 2016. 20, January 2018 is when my second book came out. And then really after that, personally, and all this time I was you know working on myself, but 2014 for me marked huge shame work, um, diving into my own shame, doing the work. And then a few years later, really in 2017, when the Me Too movement hit, that was when I went I went inward again and did a lot of my own work and that's what Jessica Graham will come on the podcast and talk about. So it's a lot. Holy crap, 10 years. And that's what I want you to think about. You know, they might not look like milestones like that, but maybe it was a breakup that allowed you to, you know, my my breakup in 2006 was the moment that I took responsibility for my life. That was probably, looking back at my entire life, that was probably one of the top three to five monumental things in my life that really forced me to, I would like to say that like I I went willingly on my own, but I do think it was the universe was like, girl, (laughs) you're not listening. We're, We're trying to tap you on the shoulder for years here you go. And I took responsibility for my life and intentionally started healing, started doing my best to surrender to life and also learn as much as I could to be my best self. And along with that was really looking at my own stuff. And so this decade, 2010 to 2019, has been just sort of that on steroids, if you will. 
So I want you to write that out for yourself if it's really helpful for you to kind of make it bullet points, then do that. But if it's more helpful to write it out sort of like a summarized story or a not summarized story, have 50 pages or more of your life from 2010 to 2019. There's a point. It's not just like, I'll get to that. It's not just for fun. Because the next question, (laughs) what did you learn from that? What have you learned? Perhaps it was what you won't tolerate anymore what you want more of, what you want less of, what was really difficult that maybe you avoided a little bit that you kind of need to circle back to. Any of that, what did you learn from the big things? And it doesn't have to be just the difficult things, the joyful things too. What did you learn? Maybe you got a big promotion or you got a job that was kind of your dream job and you got really scared when it happened. Maybe you learned that you have some fear around success and you're working on that or you want to work on that. So it's not just the hard stuff that I want you to think about you learned from. It's the the great stuff too. I want to know also, what did you let go of? Maybe not completely, but what did you decide you needed to let go of that you've been working on over the last decade? Maybe you decided that you need to let go of people in your life that it's just not working anymore. You've tried to have conversations with them. You need to set boundaries. Maybe you decided that you need to let go of a career path that you thought would be your career path forever. And it's just just not feeling it anymore. What? did you embrace over the last decade? Maybe not embrace, but what did you accept? What did you allow into your life? Maybe it was some part of yourself that is really your most authentic self that you've previously denied. There's one thing that I've been thinking about personally that I feel like I have embraced just within my personality, and that is my fun side. I have felt, I have heard people say that about me, like as they describe me, you know, you're always the fun one. Um, I love your energy. And what ha- there was a couple of things that happened over the last year or so. I found a postcard that one of my tennis teachers had written me when I was about 11 or 12 years old. And that's the way she was describing me. She was like, I love your fun, enthusiastic energy. And I, I was surprised when I read that. I was like, I've, I've always been like that? Like, I, it just didn't ever occur to me that I've always been like that. And then I talked to someone from high school that I hadn't talked to in about 27 years. And he said, I remember you were always so fun. And I was like, really? And it's it was one of those moments, like hearing from two people that knew me when I was a lot younger, sort of connecting the dots and accepting that, yeah, this is is how I am and it's okay to embrace that because I have made up an unconscious story that, a few things, that it's, you know, it's, it's taken up too much space. It's too loud. Also, you're too old to be like that. I'm 44 now and it's like, it's time to, it's time to, you know, grow up. Um, <laughs> maturity suits you better. 44-year-old women aren't fun. And also, 
it the story I was making up was just that I that I had to be more serious in order for people to take me seriously. And it's really just been this past year where I'm like, I feel like this is my superpower. I really do. Like this is my when we're talking about zone of genius, this is mine. I also made up that that can't be. Like it just it can't be that easy. <laughs> really just my inherent way of being. So it's things like that. Maybe you have embraced or maybe the story that I just told you, the anecdote that I just gave was a clue for you about what your superpower is that you've been making up. It's just too easy. You're too young to have that superpower. You're too old to have that superpower. It just comes so naturally to you. How can you ever make money off of it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What are the stories that you might be making up that making or that are making you push away something that if you actually embraced it, amazing things could happen? And then really the last question, and it sort of summarizes everything, is what are you proud of over the last 10 years? When I ask women what they're proud of, it's interesting what happens (laughs) because many times they make up that it has to be these big monumental things. And I am here to tell you that it doesn't. Maybe you moved, maybe you left your hometown and started over, or maybe you left the place that you've lived for a few years and you thought that that was going to be your place, but you were brave and decided to start over somewhere else. Maybe you beat cancer or another illness, maybe you walked through a difficult year, or maybe you got a promotion or two. This list can be long, and I hope that it is. I truly, truly hope that it is. This is something I want you to really sit down and think about. And these things, this list is not up for judgment or criticism from you or anyone else or your inner critic. It's not. I am a huge fan and encourager of women bragging about themselves. It's something that I have really tried to embrace and I like to surround myself with women who who do who do that, who brag about themselves and I always am careful when <laughs> I watch myself if I feel like I'm a little triggered like if somebody's you know bragging on herself and I'm like, mm, you know, okay. Well, that's something in me that I need to look at it and think about because my God, let's celebrate each other. For fuck's sake, (laughs) you should be able to brag about your promotion, brag about how brave you are, brag about how much money that you made, brag about the fact that you beat an illness or anything, like anything and everything. Please be proud of it. We are starving ourselves of acknowledgement at the bare minimum acknowledgement. And I hope, I hope that you have people in your life where you can bring them this list and be like, you know what? This decade has had some its its ups and downs, but there's a list that I'm proud of. And I want to share you, share that with you. And I hope that you throw confetti for each other and hoot and holler and just woohoo all the live long day over that list. And that you remind each other, like, you didn't put on that list when you did X, Y, and Z. Remind each other of the amazingness that you have accomplished and the amazingness that you are, okay? 
I promise that in the next decade, what you're going to see more of is me and my fun side. And, you know, I've always been like the hype woman, <laughs> like the Flava Flav in my friend circle. Like I've always been that girl like who, who will get the crowd <laughs> who will get the crowd going, who will get people excited. I also also had like the really bad ideas. And I'm an instigator. I've also been called an instigator. I always had the worst ideas. And then I'm like, okay, you start. <laughs> I would talk someone into doing it. So be careful. I might do that too. But I promise to bring you more of my enthusiastic self and my fun energy because that's who I really am. And your kick-ass life is getting a facelift. We're getting a new website within the next month. It's going to go live. I can't wait for you to see it. It's so much more of my personality. And also starting a new podcast in the new year with my best friend, Amy, that is also more of my fun, enthusiastic personality. Thank you so much for staying with me throughout this episode. And again, yourkickasslife.com slash 309 for that PDF. And stay tuned on Friday where the Inner Critic digital program is on sale for Black Friday. Thank you, Ask Kickers. I am so incredibly grateful for your time. And until next week, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.